In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful, and enkindle on them the fire of thy love. Amen. Amen. So good morning. Uh, It's an honor to preach this morning to you all. Um, It is now my second time, so again, bear with me. Uh, Father Wesley, thank you for giving me this opportunity, the trial by fire. Uh, It's got to be done sometime, right? So, uh, so I'm going to start off with kind of a personal confession. So I have a little bit of a problem uh, that I come across when interacting with my wife. Uh, she will look at me and say something and turn around and say, and she'll say something to me and I'll turn around and I'll say, nice, cool. And sometimes even, huh? And then she looks back at me and she goes, you are not listening. So sorry, Tina, but all jokes aside, we all need to be better listeners. Uh, and we may say, but, but I am a good listener. But even if we go back to the scriptures, we have plenty of examples of bad listeners. For example, we have Jonah the prophet who refused to listen and go to Nineveh. We have King David who refused to hear God's commandments and had Uriah killed after he committed adultery with his wife. And finally, the countless times the people of Israel refused to listen to God and fell to idolatry. So all of today's propers and readings point to listening. If we go back to today's epistle reading of St. James, he tells us, let every man be swift to hear. And again, let every man be swift to hear. Our world today is full of speaking. We are bombarded with voices and a plethora of media. When walking down the street or driving our cars or even sitting in our living rooms, we have voices in our AirPods, radios, smartphones. It's all around us. Yes, we are told to be swift to hear, but what and who should we be listening to? The answer to this question is obviously our triune God. In today's gospel reading, Jesus tells us, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. So who is the spirit of truth? It is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. He speaks what the Father wants through his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to listen to him. Now bear with me again. I am a middle school teacher and I like to teach. So my lesson might seem a little elementary in the way that it's set up. But I'm going to try and give a lesson on how we are supposed to hear God through the help of the Holy Spirit. And there are three ways as Anglican Christians. First, we start with Jesus. All scripture is the word of God. Okay, that's important. Jesus is that word. All scripture is the words or the word of God who is Jesus. St. Irenaeus of Leon Uh, a church father from about 202 AD, states, the scriptures are indeed perfect since they were were spoken by the word of God, who is Christ, and his spirit. The writer to the Hebrews talks about Jesus as God's climactic and definitive act of speech. St. Clement of Rome, 95 to 97 AD, says, look carefully into the scriptures which are the true utterances of the Holy Spirit. He also says, take up the epistles of the blessed apostle Paul, 
What did he write to you at the time when the, the gospel first began to be preached? Truly, he wrote to you under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The scriptures, including the particular words of Jesus, are from the Holy Spirit. Starting with the gospels is the best way to hear God. The voice of our Lord Jesus Christ is very clear in the gospels. Essentially, we hear from God by reading about Jesus and listening to his words or word totality in scripture and by praying and living in the ways he taught us. And I'm going to say this a couple times today, but we can reread them, meditate upon them, and finally reform our lives according to them. The second thing is that we can listen to and participate in the liturgy and devotions of our church. We have the wonderful book of common prayer and, and, and devotional additions to it, such as once in a while we might use the Anglican Missal or get a St. Augustine's prayer book. The Holy Spirit speaks to us through our worship and devotionals. Our liturgical books, such as the Book of Common Prayer and other supplemental prayer books, were also inspired by the Holy Spirit. These were written by great saints, and, and most of it's uh, uh, scripture itself, so we know that it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. The wonderful canticles, litanies, and prayers that we use speak to us. God speaks to us through these prayers. We hear God talking to us. Again, and I'm going to say it again, we can reread them, meditate upon them, and again, finally reform our lives according to them. God speaks to us through our beautiful Anglican and Catholic universal liturgy and devotions. Our liturgies literally make God present with us. We can literally hear God, see him with our eyes, feel him in our hearts, and actually taste him at every liturgy or liturgies that the Eucharist is given. The church father Origen in 185 AD states, formerly there was baptism in an obscure way in the Old Testament. Now, however, in full view, there is regeneration in water and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit transforms the waters of baptism in our liturgy. We are now regenerated and we can receive God's graces through this action and become better listeners of God. We can receive that Holy Spirit. We are literally buried and risen with Christ. Origen also states, Formerly, in an obscure way, there was manna for food. Now, however, in full view, there is true food, the flesh of the word of God. As he himself says, My flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Quoting from John six fifty-five. In our liturgy, we literally consume the body and blood of Christ because the Holy Spirit transforms the bread and wine. This strengthens us to hear God speak to us again, and he is linked to us in a very intimate way. So we can think of it as Christ and the Holy Spirit actually in us, and again, it's a way that we can become a better listener by participating in the sacraments and liturgy. So a third way. A third way is, what, is, is we listen to what the writer of Hebrews calls the great cloud of witnesses, the saints. These were holy men and women who fought the good fight, as St. Paul tells St. Timothy about himself. They are victorious and dwell with our triune God now in heaven. They are the best examples of what it means to listen and hear God. They were Holy Spirit infused. They, you can say they're the ultimate human examples on how to meditate on the word, who is Jesus, and reform their lives according to this word. 
They accepted God's graces in the sacraments and prayer and worked with the Holy Spirit. Reading the lives of these saints can give us ideas and examples on how we can live our lives as good Christians who listen to and hear God. Again, we can reread about them, meditate upon their lives, and finally reform our lives according to the models that they lived. In his writings against the Manichaeans, an early heretical group, St. Augustine of Hippo, whom all Christians love, both Reformed and Catholic, say that Christian people celebrate together in religious solemnity the memorials of the martyrs, both to encourage their being imitated so that they can share in their merits and be aided by their prayers. Accordingly, he argues that at the Lord's table, we do not commemorate the martyrs in the same way that we do those who rest in peace, so as to pray for them. No, it is rather so that they may pray for us, or that we may follow in their examples and footsteps, so that we can ultimately follow Jesus, who is the one who we truly worship. I would like to put all this together with a quote from our epistle reading this morning. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, So be good, right? So that's the first part. Do the right thing. Follow the commandments. But then the second part is, well, how do we do that? Okay? It says, receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. So this word engrafted is important. By engrafted, we mean the physical words, which are the scriptures and prayers, the liturgy, actions, the sacraments and blessings, and the writings and examples of the saints that we have as a church. If we receive with meekness by listening to the Holy Spirit through Scripture, which is the Word of God, Jesus, our liturgies, which makes Jesus present with us, and sacraments as well, and devotions, and we read about the lives of the saints, our engrafted words will be able to save our souls. Again, if we reread all of these things, meditate upon all of these things, and reform our lives according to all of these engrafted words that we have as Anglicans, then you will become a true listener of our triune God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.